welcome everyone to this episode of Unraveling the Veil with your host, Yara Rose, from the YaraRose.com website. That's Y-A-R-A-R-O-S-E.com. Thank you for joining me again today. I would like to talk about emotions today. So, when was the last time that you thought about emotions at all, besides the fact that you're having one or you're experiencing one? Honestly, I feel like once you learn what an emotion is when you're younger, you don't really give them much thought besides, okay, now I'm mad. Oh, wow, I'm really angry. And then you justify why you're really angry. Other than that, I never really thought of, what is this emotion telling me? Why am I experiencing this? Is there a higher purpose to what is going on right now? What's happening when I'm feeling this? I had never thought about that until I started this journey about what that means and looking into that and trying to view it from a different perspective. And I feel like in society as a whole, emotions of any extreme are fairly unacceptable in the general public. For example, if you were in high school and you studied really, really hard for a test, like days upon days upon days for this test because it was really important to your overall grade and you wanted to do well. And then you get the test results back in class with everyone else and you find out you aced it. I'm guessing you'd feel very, 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 very happy, full of joy and almost feeling like you should get up and do a little dance or run around the room or whatever. If you were a child, you know, two, three years old, you'd be able to do that and it'd be acceptable. In high school, no, not so much. Same scenario, only this time, after all that studying, you still managed to get a D. I'm willing to bet the anger, the resentment, the frustration at yourself is overwhelming, and you almost feel like punching a wall or just throwing something, doing something, because you're so upset and you don't know what to do with that emotion. But you can't do that either. And that just keeps going and going as you go out into the community more and you go to a organized event where tons of people are going to be. You can't express your extreme joy or anger very much. Maybe at a concert you can kind of dance and sing and yell, but at a grocery store, no. At a conference, no. I mean, I can't think of very many places where it's acceptable to really truly feel the emotions that you're having right now, that you're experiencing. So I myself learned to stuff my emotions instead of really processing them and feeling them and learning from them and and figuring out what that emotion was trying to tell me. I would just stuff it. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling anger right now, but you know, I'm at work and I can't really tell my boss that I'm angry that he asked me to do this. It's not acceptable. So I'm just going to push it down and push it down and I'm not going to deal with it. It's just, I can't do this right now. And then when that emotion would pop up later for me to process, I would be like, I don't really feel like dealing with this right now. I have to get my kids ready for school. I have to make them supper. I have to clean up the house. I just, I can't, I don't have time to deal with this. So I'd stuff it again. 
Well, eventually that emotion stops coming up to be released and processed through. So then what happens, right? So there's two things like I want you to ask yourself is what are emotions and what do you think that they're telling us? And two, what happens to the emotion that we don't allow ourselves to process through? Does it just go away? I don't think so, but I don't know the answer to these questions. I'm still trying to discover them right along with you. I wish I could say I was some amazing expert that's been studying it for years and I know exactly that it's this, 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 and this, and XYZ is how you take care of it and how you handle it. But I honestly don't. I'm just like the rest of you. I have been experiencing different things. I've been trying out new techniques that I felt work for me. And I'm here to talk about them a little bit with you just on the off chance that maybe they can help you. But really, truly, my purpose today is just to get you to think about things a little differently and possibly see that there are other opportunities out there that you could use to look into if something's bothering you or if you get a bad feeling or result on something and you just it doesn't sit right with you. You can always try other techniques because there's a whole world out there of other theories that may not be written in stone yet, but it doesn't hurt to at least try them. The first thing I want to talk about is what are emotions? To me, emotions are a feeling that we get in our body that tell us that something that is occurring outside of our body is making us respond negatively or positively and to the degree that we respond negatively or positively is how much that thing outside of ourselves is making us react. That how much we care about it, how, much, how important it is to us. And to me, I feel like that feeling means something major. It means something that we should pay attention to because it is important. And honestly, could you imagine our life if we had no emotions? I know sometimes when I have a really negative emotion, I'm like, oh, I really wish I didn't have to deal with this. I really wish these would just go away. But when I truly think about it and I think about how much better my life feels to have those different varying emotions because it helps me experience life in a different way. If we had absolutely no emotions, life would be so boring you would have no reaction to anything. You would just be going about your business, doing whatever, and you would never feel happy. You would never feel sad. You would just, it'd be robotic. I have no desire for a life like that. So I've decided to look into what are emotions and what they mean to me and how I can best use them in my life. And through my search, I found a couple different books that I've found to be immensely helpful for me. I'll post them in the episode area for this in case you're interested in looking at them for yourself. Please don't feel like you have to. I'm just doing it because I want to give you opportunities to explore this subject more yourself. And if you're not exploring the subject, then maybe explore different subjects that get you curious like this subject got me curious. Before I get into the books that I have been looking at, I do want to say that 
I was introduced to Esther and Jerry Hicks and the teachings of Abraham Hicks close to when I first got out on leave. My sister had sent me some videos from them, and I wasn't ready to hear their message. I felt at that time like Abraham was almost condescending and didn't respect us humans very much because of the way he spoke about us and the way he spoke about what we do and don't do and how we behave and how we justify our actions all the time and how we think a certain way. And at that time, I wasn't in a place where I could see things from their perspective. And I wasn't in a place where I was able to hear what they were really saying. So I listened to one or two videos and said, nope, that's not for me. I don't agree. And I put it on the shelf. And then throughout the next year and a half or so, I worked on myself. I did a lot of internal work. We've talked about that some. And I came to a place where I was feeling better. I was more open. I had experienced a lot of things I never thought I would. And I was just exploring different things. And I was just really curious about emotions. And I wanted to look into them a little more and what they really were for. So with this thirst for knowledge, I asked my spirits to guide me to a book that would really help me to move on into the next step of my journey. And by doing that, they led me to a book by Jerry and Esther Hicks. And it was funny because I purchased it through my Audible app. And it was just a small, tiny little blip, right? I couldn't see that the book actually said something about the teachings of Abraham anywhere on it. I just saw Esther and Jerry Hicks, and I didn't think anything else of it. I didn't even know who those people were. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. This is what they said I should listen to. And I listened to the Audible, and I was like, oh, this stuff is fascinating. This is so interesting. I really like this. And it was kind of funny because I'd start listening to it and be like, oh, this is kind of similar to what my sister had talked about, you know, a year back. I wonder if she ever listened to this. I should talk to her about it. And then when I went to post it on my blog as one of my recommended readings, I actually saw the cover bigger. And then at that point, I made the connection that, oh my gosh, this book was written by the exact same people that she had sent me those videos from. And the reason the material seemed so similar to what she was already saying was because she'd already heard it through them or through these videos. And I know that that sounds so silly that I didn't realize that before. I was always one of those people that had a really hard time opening myself up to something that I've already said no to. I'm very decisive. So when I decide I don't like something, I'm just, I, it takes a lot for me to open myself up to that same experience again, because I feel like I've already tried it and I'm done with it and I'm moving on. So I honestly laughed so hard when I found out that that was my spirit's way to get me to listen to that material again from a completely new open perspective. Because had I saw that cover before I listened to the book, I can guarantee you I never would have bought the book. So anyways, long story short, the other day I started listening to the teachings of Abraham a lot more in the last couple of months, and they are amazing. 
There's so many YouTube videos out there. Please feel free to check them out. But the whole reason I shared the story with you was because I wanted to share the fact that it's possible these messages wouldn't resonate with you right now where you are currently. But there's potential that down the road they could resonate with you. So don't write them off completely because they have a lot of good material out there. And at some point it might be very beneficial to you. So on my mission to discover what emotions were, I discovered this amazing book called Ask and It Is Given, Learning to Manifest Your Desires by Esther and Jerry Hicks, The Teachings of Abraham. I received this book recently, bought it the Friday of Labor Day weekend. I read it all through the weekend, finished it that Monday, and I've been implementing the practices that are in the back of the book, and they've been awesome. I'm very excited about this book, and that's why I'm sharing it with you today. It's got so many amazing tools in it for you to help with your feelings about if I feel really bad about subject A, I can go do one of these processes out of 22 of them that they recommend, and I can start raising my vibration about that particular A thing to a higher vibration, and then I can keep practicing it and do a different one and get it even higher, and pretty soon I will feel good about subject A. Maybe subject A is work, and then I have relationships as subject B, and I can do the same thing. And I personally have already saw improvements to the different subjects that I've done practices on. So I'm super excited about this material and I really want to share it with you. One of the main things that I found interesting about it was that their take on emotions is that emotions are our compass. And it's our own navigation system between the soul part of us that's incarnated in this physical being right now here on earth and our higher selves that is not in the physical body. Because we are all extensions of source, energy, God, Buddha, Jesus, whatever you worship. We are all extensions of that and we are so powerful. We can't all fit into this physical body. It just couldn't hold us. We're too big. We're too bright. We're too powerful. But we can take a piece of us and have it in here and then still have the non-physical part that's connected. And they say that an emotion, depending on what it is, is an indicator of how in alignment we are with our higher self. So if a car pulls out in front of us and we hit it because we couldn't stop on time and we immediately start yelling at ourselves, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? I am so stupid. And we start getting angry at ourselves, and we feel that anger coming up. That's an indication that our self that's incarnated in our physical being is putting ourself down it's telling us all, it's, it's going on this rampage, right, of all of these negative things that we're doing wrong. And our higher self doesn't believe that. Our higher self knows that we're not stupid. It knows that we couldn't have avoided that. 
It knows that we are amazing, powerful beings. And it doesn't believe that we're stupid and doesn't believe any of the negative rampage things that we're saying to ourselves. So that's why we're feeling such a big degree of negativity right there in that experience. And I thought that was interesting. I had never heard about these emotions being a navigational system for ourselves with our higher self until I started on this journey. I think it was this group of people that at first brought it up to me. And I think I've read it a couple other places, but it's just interesting to me that here we possibly could have a navigational system with our higher self. But I don't know about you, but I definitely had not been employing. I had not been using every time I had a feeling that was unacceptable in society, I would shove it down and not deal with it. So just exploring this topic has been fascinating. Could you, I mean, honestly, it's like, could you imagine back in the day before GPS systems existed and you were a ship captain and you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and you're trying to get to the United States, but you don't have a compass to tell you how to get there? You didn't know how to read stars and you didn't know where you were going. You'd be lost in the ocean forever. It's just fascinating to me. This is all theoretical. There isn't any tangible proof that I have seen. But to me, it resonates with me a little bit because it seems to me like there has to be a reason we have these emotions. And when I've implemented the practice that they've laid out in the book, it has helped. So that's validation for me that there's something to this. And here, I've been ignoring it for so long. I've had this thing trying to tell me and help me get through life and help me understand that, no, I'm not a terrible person. No, I'm not stupid. No, I'm not fat. So many things. I've been in disagreement with myself about this and that and whatever. But anyways, this is why I'm presenting it to you today, just in case you're interested in researching it for yourself and just playing around with it. With that, we've went over what an emotion is and what it potentially could mean for us as a navigation system. So what happens if you have gone through life like me, where you've been stuffing all of these emotions down into your body and into your energetic body to never pull out and deal with later? Well, I feel from what I have read from the Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson, that these emotions then become trapped emotions. Trapped emotions are not good for us. They are usually negative energy balls that are all just hanging out in our physical bodies and our energetic bodies that are causing us harm on a mental, emotional, and physical level because they're just these negative energies hanging out in our system, piling up, that are eventually going to cause our body to experience disease, pain, disconnection with our higher self. And according to his book that he wrote, it could also be what's causing us to have more anxiety and depression. And I know from firsthand experience that it caused me to have certain cycles that I would just repeat over and over again without even really giving it much thought because I had these negative energetic patterns and a vibration that I had just sitting in my body waiting to respond to whenever that specific situation happened again. And when I found out about how 
these emotions can cause us harm, I was a little alarmed because I knew that I had been stuffing my own emotions down for so many years that I had to have had so much built up in my system. And I was concerned about how that was going to affect me long term. I personally discovered Dr. Bradley Nelson's book in January of 2019. At this point, I had been regularly having monthly sessions with my life coach. I had improved my mindset to a more positive one, but I had still been experiencing a lot of resistance towards moving towards the goals that I had, and I couldn't figure out why when I knew I wanted to go right, I for some reason kept going left. It was like this unconscious pattern that I kept repeating. No matter how much I wanted to go right, I would find that I had went left and I was again on that same detour that I'd been on forever and it just felt like I was stuck. So when I spoke with the same sister that hooked me up with the life coach about this, she told me about emotion code and how she had had a couple emotion code sessions with someone and that had, had really helped her in a couple different areas where she had felt stuck. And she kind of explained how it works and how over time we've stuffed enough emotions that they get trapped. And she even went in to discuss how there's such things as hereditary emotions, emotions that were passed on from our parents or their grandparents or just have been passed down from generation to generation, kind of like eye color. These specific emotional patterns that never got cleared can be passed on from one generation to the next and how some of the things that were impacting her life were things that had been passed down from how many generations back that really held no relevance to her anymore and I was like oh my gosh I think this is the answer this just feels like the answer to me I need to do this so then I contacted that energy healer and I think I chose four sessions I think that was some sort of package deal. And she told me that I had had a heart wall that was, I think, about five miles thick, maybe, somewhere in there. I can't remember, five, seven, somewhere. And when I asked her what a heart wall was, she said it was when we are in so much pain at some point in our life that we just want the pain to stop. We can't deal with it. It's so intense. We, we're just oh, we just hurt and we just want to stop hurting. So sometimes what we'll do unconsciously is build up a wall around our heart to kind of insulate it and protect it from ever experiencing this much pain again and this much trauma. And what do we have sitting around our body that we're not really using? Well, if you're like me, you have trapped emotions. So it uses these trapped emotions to build this wall that helps to insulate you and protect you during that painful time. But the problem with some people is we don't break down that wall. And then that can, according to the book I read, that can potentially cause severe harm to us later. We get more disconnected with people. We don't have those authentic, true connections. We become a little more isolated and it could potentially cause some sort of heart disease because we have all of these negative vibrations floating around our heart all the time. I asked her to please clear as much as she could. So we did the four sessions. I remember the first session, I didn't really experience much as she was doing it. But for that whole week afterwards, I was just angry. 
just extremely angry for no reason that I could think of. I was just angry all the time. And then I think the second session I was annoyed, maybe. I was just annoyed at people and it wasn't really their fault. It was just this energy vibration. I was walking around feeling annoyed. And, you know, throughout the four weeks, I had different processing things, you know, like dreams. And I talked about some stuff that surprised me as it just healed and processed out. But what I found after the four weeks was up, I gradually noticed that things that used to bother me didn't bother me anymore. And I noticed that the relationships around me felt so much more authentic and so much stronger and deeper. And I was able to do things I never, ever thought I would have done. Like, for instance, starting my website or going to Hawaii by myself when I had never been anywhere anywhere by myself like that. Those were huge things that I know I would not have been able to do if I still had my heart wall intact, if I still had that old programming still sitting there. And I'm so grateful that that happened to me. I'm so grateful that I discovered the power of this book and the technique to perform emotion code on myself and my family because I know personally how much it's made a difference in my life. I resonated so strongly with this process that I enrolled in the class to become a practitioner. So I do offer that as a service if you're interested. But honestly, I feel like just buying the book and and doing the process for yourself is amazing and something that you could do for yourself if you wanted to. And I want to empower you to do that if that's something that interests you because it does make a difference. Sometimes it feels a little more gradual. For me, anyways, it wasn't one of those things where it was like, bam, wow, I feel completely different. It was more of just like, oh, wow, that's interesting. That that used to bother me a lot, and now it doesn't bother me at all. And like I said, the connections and everything, it just started feeling different. I'm not trying to sway you one way or another on what our emotions are here to tell us or what happens if we do trap an emotion and and I'm not here to tell you that you have to perform motion code or you have to go to a practitioner that has it because I truly feel like there are so many different techniques out there that can release these emotions that can release these blockages that you have in your energy fields that I would never tell you that you have to do this or you have to do that or you have to read this I would never tell anyone that that's what they have to do because there are an unlimited number of opportunities out there for people to heal themselves. I'm just trying to open your mind up to some of the ones I've experienced so you can see firsthand how someone that had been completely unaware of these things opened themselves up, found some that worked for them, and have improved their life a little bit each time they've done that. Just because that helps broadens your mind and opens different opportunities up for you. I know that we are all amazing, powerful co-creators in this world. And I know that there are so many amazing perspectives out there and so many different healers and so many different techniques out there that people have developed that will do the same stuff. And I just want you to think about how your life could potentially be different if you tried doing some things that are different.
And I'm excited for all of you. I'm really excited for you to hear this message. I'm really excited for you to potentially try out some new things or look at things differently. I'm really excited for you to see your emotions as something more than just an inconvenience. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Unraveling the Veil with all of my love, Yara Rose.